Chapter 8 of On the Exercises of Piety by Jean Gibert. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 8 Instructions and Reading. Section 1 Their Necessity. God does not exhaust his power of communicating with man in the sacraments. By penance and by the Holy Eucharist, he pours floods of light into the hearts of Christians. But the way in which they enter into the heart is as mysterious as is their action. His graces reach us by other channels as well. They certainly are less rich, but they are more within the reach of our senses, and their influence is more easily studied. These are instructions and readings what god wishes to say to us when we are praying in order to enlighten our minds and to touch our hearts this he wills to impart to us by the spoken or written word before we speak to him in prayer he wishes us to listen to him in our reading this disposition of providence is moreover in accord with the plan followed by god in all his works in the valleys there is no spring which is so abundant as not to run dry if the heights from which it flows are long without rain nor is there in the plains any grass however green that will not dry up and die if the ground in which its roots are set is not frequently watered by dew from heaven or by artificial irrigation to all that lives some outward supply is necessary and if left to itself the most vigorous of germs would not fructify and thus it is with the things of the spirit and more particularly with the life of piety no doubt this life has its origin within but its activity only develops under the impulse that comes from without in order that this mystical plant may live and grow it is indispensable that the heavenly rain should fall upon the heights of the soul and fructify all its faculties and whilst the sacraments will increase the strength of its inner vitality instructions and reading will nourish the mind and the heart with thoughts and feelings that will enrich it from without so far as meditation from being able to make up for this that it can itself only be maintained by borrowing from men and books if by the written or spoken word a powerful thought enters into the soul immediately all the faculties awaken and begin to act the mind considers it in its different aspects the heart uses it to renew its feelings the imagination gives it a sensible shape and the whole being hastens to receive from its sustenance and greater vigour but soon like a food from which the digestion has extracted all the nourishment this thought is without any remaining goodness in it and the word that enshrined it becomes sterile a new element must be implanted in the soul or else its activity will begin to slumber and if the vacuum remains it slowly wastes away by the very fact of disuse all lives that are left to themselves inevitably begin to sink and so men of prayer take great care not only to be recollected 
but also to surround themselves with a rich atmosphere of good thoughts and pious feelings which will prevent them from falling into aridity their experience teaches them that piety withers like a plant in dry ground as soon as reading and instruction cease to make the beneficent stream of thought and feeling flow through their hearts these laws of the interior life are only too well verified by observations which can be made at every step you are surprised that amongst the people the taste for the practices of religion falls away so quickly after their first communion and that the faith itself is so soon shaken or uprooted among them but how can it be otherwise these folks as soon as they are twelve years old never read any religious book and hear no instructions or else if they do hear them for various reasons for which they are not responsible the instructions have no hold upon them from a religious point of view their soul is like a desert where there is neither seed nor water what is there to ponder at if life perishes and if it is so hard to make it afterwards revive in their case there often may be seen young folks who until they were eighteen years of age have grown up in piety in zealous boarding-schools on returning to their families they gradually lose their pious habits they grow weary of their exercises and in proportion as they give up praying moral effort also gets weaker until it disappears do not hasten to blame the convent which has brought them up while there they were daily sustained with instructions and reading and grew like young shoots by the water's edge and if they are now wasting away is it not because nothing comes to nourish their first vigour engulfed in the whirlpool of worldly excitement deprived of books and exhortations to piety increasingly engrossed with worldly thoughts and preoccupations they undergo a fatal decadence until they struggle against their new surroundings by putting themselves under their former influences with the greatest fidelity in the same way look for no other cause of that spiritual languor soon followed by dryness and distaste which besets young priests a few months after leaving the seminary their piety was wanting neither in sincerity nor in soundness so long as it had proper nourishment to sustain it and if it now begins to wither and is in danger of dying it is because it no longer receives either from books or men the stimulus required for its vitality it is usual to say to such priests be regular in your daily prayer and you will be saved but we should resolutely add you will only continue your prayer and make it bear fruit if you make a practice of spiritual reading it is a sovereign remedy for edifying conversation and encouraging reading like newly rising sap stir and make souls young again and clothe them with verdure for a rich and fruitful harvest history is full of these revivals of the soul wrought by the powerful action of words of piety of all words spoken on earth 
none were ever more luminous nor more inspiring than those of jesus so that his enemies called him the seducer matthew chapter twenty seven verse sixty three and the crowds enchanted by them followed him into the wilderness and cried never did man speak like this man john chapter seven verse forty six the happy disciples of emmaus after talking with him by the way could well say was not our heart burning within us whilst he spoke in the way luke chapter twenty four verse thirty one and he communicated this persuasive power to his apostles st paul moved king agrippa in a little said the king thou persuadest me to become a christian acts chapter twenty six verse twenty eight even in our own days the burning and supernatural speech of our missionaries exerts an influence over the multitude that renews their faith and moral generosity who of us has not felt his heart touched by an utterance full of the spirit of god whether it be spoken from the pulpit or whether it be said in private it has the power if it be divinely inspired of reviving the mind and heart books too though to a lesser extent have the power of awakening souls and of giving richness to their life from time immemorial reading has been the sustenance of the religious and has strengthened their christian temper it was for believers who had never heard christ and yet desired to feed upon his words day by day that the gospels were written since then how many saints in solitude how many apostolic men how many persons engaged in worldly affairs have maintained themselves and made progress in the christian spirit by familiarity with these divine pages the same breath of jesus christ inspires the lives of the saints as well as their spiritual writings the books which narrate their history or which contain their writings are inexhaustible springs from which souls athirst for progress may drink deep of divine gifts it is in reading that communities find holy thoughts which enable souls to practise recollection and safeguard silence as well as those feelings of compunction that keep sin at a distance and give a moral impetus if communities were deprived of books and instructions immediately their gravity would be dissipated and disorder would come in and the rule of god would be cast aside in the same way if you leave a pious person without his daily spiritual reading you will soon have to deplore a falling off in his religious state therefore let this practice be considered indispensable by any one who wishes to live a holy life section two how to make use of men and books if you are really convinced that it is necessary to receive the word of god from without in order that your interior life may be sustained and grow you will seek for it wherever god offers it to you whether on human lips or in the pages of books it is most alive when it springs forth warm and communicative from the hearts of pious men who draw their feelings and thoughts from god 
but there are only a few who so live upon the love of god that their entire individuality is a sermon yet they are to be found if god grants you the singular grace of coming across such as these you will recognize them by this sign that their words will seem to you as some warm breath of springtime which brings forth in you the buds of holy desires allow yourself then to be influenced by their beneficent action if they preach go to hear their instructions if they are spiritual directors take their advice draw near every source that emits rays of life often alas you will hear things said which are not at all above the ordinary but listen to them nevertheless because of the good seed that you may perhaps gather from them instead of criticizing them it is better for you to seek to obtain from them such profit as you can those who have the gift of awakening souls are so few and far between and usually so difficult to get at that you will probably be reduced to listening to the voice of god chiefly in books if books are colder they have the advantage of being inseparable companions they accompany us into the deepest solitudes and they reach us filled as they are with the spirit of the eminent men who have written them under the inspiration of god hold them as your dearest friends and know that it is god himself who speaks to you from their pages you will not spend a single day without reading something however busy you may be do not allow yourself to go without it any more than you would without your meals or your prayers your soul needs this sustenance it will not be able to pray unless the word of god concentrates and enlightens and fires it outside of communities there are but few who can give half an hour to this daily reading if you only set apart a quarter of an hour or even less you would not fail to draw much profit from this meeting with god and listening to his voice you will preferably choose the evening for your reading when your business is over and you can enjoy silence and repose the more you feel moral lassitude and disillusionment the more empty your heart is of human companionship the more need you will have of taking refuge in god and of experiencing his fatherly kindness then it is sweet to lay oneself open in his pure illumination and to renew one's life in his wholesome atmosphere while you are asleep the seeds implanted in your soul in the evening will germinate freely working inwardly and fruitfully though all unconsciously thoughts of wisdom and instincts of goodness will gain the upper hand and next morning you will resume the labor of life with a heart full of generosity and kindliness and in order that your reading may be thus beneficial you will choose books that are less intellectual than spiritual and that appeal rather to your soul than to your mind works of the intellect only may be learned but they are lacking in life on the other hand books that come entirely from the soul are certainly not wanting in what can illumine the intelligence 
but they possess the incomparable gift of awakening or of arousing life by kindling the heart let us add that they should be written under the influence of religion besides it is on this condition that they act upon the very depths of the soul amongst all books you will particularly be devoted to the holy scriptures and especially to the gospels there you have the true word of god and it comes to you by the apostles and the prophets or from jesus christ himself let the gospel hold the first place in your library i should like to see no day pass in which you did not draw near in spirit to this glowing centre of your master's words after the sacred writings there is nothing more divine or more wholesome than the imitation of christ this book shows no trace of any time or nation nor of any particular individual just as it gives no signature it is the sublime and simple conversation of the good god with suffering humanity until the end of the ages in all climates and under all forms of civilization the human soul whether educated or not will feel that these pages contain the cry of its agonized heart and the pitiful reply of its god make use then of the imitation in reading it you will ever raise the level of your soul from a religious point of view have also by you the introduction to a devout life of saint francis of sales piety has never been taught with more grace rightness and good sense this book too is one of those that never grow old because it answers to the deepest aspirations of the human heart and to this the spiritual combat of which st francis of sales himself made so much and you will have the four books familiarity with which is indispensable to every one who aims at piety the books afterwards to be made use of may be divided into three classes the lives of the saints which show us sanctity in practice and thus persuade us that it is within the reach of human strength and lead us on by example to become better treatises on spiritual subjects which were so numerous and so much read in the sixteenth and seventeenth centuries but are so much fewer and weaker in our own days and of which the best appreciated are those of rodriguez faber and gay and lastly books of devotion such as the various booklets of st alphonsus which give instruction and prayers for various exercises whatever books you read do not store them in your memory or make use of them as if it were for some learned work inhale and live in the pure warm air of their pages have recourse to them not to obtain knowledge but to get from them a more intense and a higher life keep your soul under their influence like some newly turned ground beneath the hand of the sower or the rain of heaven without making any effort and with nothing but your inward silence you will become enriched and made fruitful you will leave off different from what you were when you began this change of condition is the true result to aim at in the religious use of books or men 
end of chapter eight